this is just like a cold open. Oh, okay. Like we say something funny. Oh, okay. Do you have... How many years have we been doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I already said that. But then is, I was told to save it. This is not scripted. Do you have any funny legislative stories you can share? Oh, I didn't know you were going to spring that on me. It's very this late. This is unscripted. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but that's difficult. Um, let's see. Is there anything funny you can share with the audience? This is not quality content. No, it's not. episode 214 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Annie Jones, missing Chris Jensen, but that's okay because today I am joined by my husband, uh, Jordan Jones. <laughs> Jordan Jones. Um, this is our annual March Madness episode, so that is why you will not hear Chris's voice on this episode of From the Front Porch, but I am still Annie Jones, owner of the bookshelf in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And I'm joined by Jordan Jones. Yeah, I'll tr- I'll try to sit in for Chris as well as I can, but I probably won't be as beloved. Yeah, he is pretty beloved. Yeah, I know. Um, the good news is that I think people, what they love about From the Front Porch is banter, and I think we can give them that today. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I think everyone should first of all know that we are recording this at 9.51 p.m. You are not feeling well. Tallahassee sinuses have gotten to you. Um, I do not like functioning past 9 p.m. So this will be interesting. This yeah. will, this will be this will be real fun. Um, we do a special March Madness episode every year for a couple of reasons. As a married couple, we have a storied history of March mm. Madness bets and traditions. And so this kind of became a part of that, I think. Yes, it did. It did. <laughs> um, would you like to give us a history? Make sure you're fair. Make sure this yes. is true. So, well, I'm always fair. Um, so in 2005, Annie and I started filling out brackets against each other. She will claim that she was filling out brackets long before I ever did, uh, which no, is incorrect. No, that's, but, no, that's not true. People well, are going to believe you because you're well, an attorney. <laughs> that No. Well, usually people don't believe attorneys. <laughs> No, we... Okay, so let, let me let me rephrase. I'll okay. rephrase. Okay, so... Um, you'll rephrase. You'll I, tell the truth. I'll, yeah, I'll tell the truth. Okay. So uh, in 2005... So so I, I liked brackets before 2005, but Annie had faithfully filled one out every year before 2005, like since she was, I think, in utero. <laughs> and so anyway... Is that the truth? Okay, so in 2005, we decided to fill them out and see who, you know, got the most answers correct. And for anyone that's not aware, March Madness, you know, you have, back then, you had 64 teams. I feel like people should know, we're talking about basketball. We're talking about, this is that, a that's book, good. Start, this is a book podcast, start so I think very, people are going to be okay. real confused. Let me start basic. Basketball <laughs> is a sport where you have a big orange ball, you try to throw it through the hoop. Don't talk so, down to listeners, they don't like that. That's, I'm just being dead serious, <laughs> like trying to help even kids understand. So basketball, you dribble the basketball. So, uh, there are 64 teams at the end of the basketball season. And this is like a ridiculous binge. Everyone admits how ridiculous and stupid it is. For a month, 
you just turn on the TV and you just see basketball. And so it's stupid. I don't think it's stupid at all. It's fun. It's ridiculous. Is what it is. It's it's over the top. It's like turning on a fire hydrant and trying to drink. Um, And if you like daytime soap operas, you're well aware of the season because if you watch CBS, you don't see any of your soaps. It's just basketball all day for a month. That really interrupt your viewing. No, well, well, your viewing of as the world turns. Well, I had I had an older lady complain to me one time (laughs) when I was explaining. She's like, "Oh, I know all about March Madness," and I was like, "How do you know?" And she's like, "Because my soaps are off and it's ridiculous." So anyway, 64 teams, and in the first round, you we know, don't need a history of March Madness. I was just saying, as a married couple, we have been competing. In fact, pre marriage, we competed pre-marriage, in we competed. March Madness competitions, and we compared brackets and we bet. And early on, our mm. bet was that whoever lost had to eat only vegetables for a weekend. Right. Um. We have since graduated to cash money. Uh, yeah, you actually get money instead of being punished by only eating vegetables. Right. And it's something now that we do as a staff, which is hilarious because if you know our staff, you know that most of us know nothing about basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we will have our laptops showing the games <laughs> during um, the, which March Madness is late this year. Um, even my dad was talking about it. It's it's way later than normal um, or a couple weeks later than normal. But This is something we do. Why do we do it on this podcast, this book podcast? Well, when I guess I started the podcast, out of print books, which people will recognize as the t-shirt company that does these great book cover t-shirts, used to do um, like a March Madness, a book bracket. And so Jordan and I, because we now are like professional bracket filler outers, um, we would take that book bracket and walk our way through it, like talk aloud through our choices on the podcast. Now, out of print books, at least the past couple years has not done that. So we at the bookshelf and at From the Front Porch have kind of changed our format. And now what Olivia has done for us this year is given us the 16 best-selling books so far of 2019. So we're starting instead of with 64 titles, which would be truly insane. (laughs) And too much for our format. We're starting with 16 titles uh, that Jordan may or may not be at all familiar with. Wow. <laughs> well, it's true, but that's the way it is with March Madness. That's when, right. You know, when you see your bracket, you, there's some teams, and some of them you're like, well, I like that uniform. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to pick that team. But yeah, so so we're starting with 16, and then we'll narrow it down to one. We're going to narrow it down to one. They'll go head-to-head with each other. That's right. They'll clash. Just like a bracket. And I'm that's sorry right. I interrupted your your. Very oh, I'd still be going. I'd still be going. <laughs> Your very in-depth overview. But I really think most people are at least familiar with the bracket concept. Yeah, maybe we can do an addendum, whatever you call that. Like uh, a bonus episode? Well, no, no, an addendum. Like, what do you call the little part at the end? I don't know. Sometimes an I hear outro? this. outro? I have no... I don't, <laughs> I'm just going to call it an addendum. Okay. Whatever Annie calls it is fine. But uh, <laughs> where, we, where I talk more about March Madness and anyone who wants to continue to listen can okay i'm sure that's highly sure valued people will love yeah. that yeah oh yeah um so really quickly i'm gonna name these are the top 16 best-selling books of the bookshelf for 2019 number one where the crawdads sing so these are like seeds i guess mm-hmm. you could say number one mm. where the crawdads sing um number two the current also 
aside where the crawdad sing really is our number one bestseller delia owens is from thomas soul the others of these olivia probably would want me to say are out of order because she made these pairings for us mm, so so they're not really seated that's right so okay. i should take back um okay. but i know where the crawdad sing is probably the number one seed okay all right okay where the crawdad sing the current by tim johnston a place for us oh so good unsheltered by barbara kingsolver the Dreamers by Karen Thompson Walker. My Sister the Serial Killer. So good. Becoming. That's by Michelle Obama. Educated. Daisy Jones and the Six. Hey Ladies. Which I just love that that is in our bestseller list. Hey Ladies. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, it's just really makes me want to say it like that. Well, clearly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Girl, Wash Your Face. Does that make you want to say anything? Yeah. Nope. Don't do it. Um, Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. I hope those pantsuit politics ladies are happy. That makes me happy. Uh, Point of it all. That's by Charles Krauthammer, now deceased, but his son kind of compiled his last writings for him. Inheritance by Danny Shapiro and the library book. Okay. These are our 16 seeds. All right. These are the, these are the invitees to the big dance. And Olivia was basically what like an ncaa official she was the selection committee yeah she was our selection committee so we really owe olivia for pairing these for us yeah and if you have problems you can you can toss all kinds of you can send uh, emails to olivia you can heckle and badger olivia just like people do it with the selection committee there's always drama be on the lookout for that teams that get left out we know know the bookshelf loves drama (laughs) throw it to olivia she is the selection committee okay so let's talk about this first pairing where the crawdads sing much Beloved mm-hmm. versus The Current by Tim Jones. I can see there's no bias. Well, I think you'll be surprised to know, and actually I think people who have been listening to this podcast for a while know. So I read Where the Crawdads Sing <clears throat> before it was published. I like that book. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very well written. The nature writing in particular is beautiful. I thought the ending was very well done. But for me, when it boiled down to it, it was about a three and a half star book for me. I know that is an unpopular Out opinion. Out of five. Yeah, because because I know that your listeners are familiar with that, but <laughs> I'm just a layman. You're right. In book world. Um, so, so three and a half out of five stars. I'm a muggle. I think it was, it was good. It just, for me, and like I've got people um, in Thomasville who adore this book. So I, I, for me, I think this was just like a subjective. I thought it was good. Um, now... That being said, I feel like listeners are for sure going to pick where the crawdads sing. But for me, if it's between these two books, I have to pick the current. Mm. Because I think the current is so original and I don't think it got the hype it deserved. Whereas where the crawdads sing got a lot of hype. So it feels like the current is the underdog in this situation. Is this a, is this a seeding mismatch? Are these two teams that should only meet later? No. Okay. I think this it's is fair. Legit. It's, it's, a, it's an underdog. I think underdog. this is legit. I think it's this is an Goliath. underdog situation. Okay. okay, gotcha. Where most people are saying there is no way where the crawdad sing doesn't move forward. Gotcha. And I'm saying, but subjectively, so, like yeah. if it's just me. It's possible. It's possible for the We could have a current. Cinderella story. Yeah. So I know. <laughs> so Jordan, I don't know if people know. So Jordan is an attorney for the House of Representatives in Florida. Um, Jordan reads a lot of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, have reads. you have you read or listened to these audiobooks? I have not, but I have seen. Uh, I think I've seen both of them on your shelf. Oh, good, good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you have an opinion about this pair? Well, here's the thing: uh, where the crawdads sing is the home favorite. It is. It, it is, especially in Thomas. I mean, how, That's how true. could 
it's hard for me to understand. Like, they have the home court advantage. How could they not advance? But but if you if you feel like, well, they're overseeded, they're overrated. I don't think I'd be they're willing over- to like I don't think that book is overrated, but truly, if it's just me saying which one of those do I like better, I objectively like the current mm. better. I do. Well, I'm-, I'm I'm okay with you advancing the current if you want. I just think a lot of the Blue Bloods, the, the Dukes, and the Kentuckys, these fans are going to go home, and, and they're just not going to make as much money in Well, the you know how I feel about Duke, so... Oh, that did it. Bye. <laughs> so the current advances... The current advances. I feel like I should have... a three-point shot at the end. A sound effect of, like, scratching through it. Okay. <laughs> All right, the next pairing is A Place for Us by Fareed Mursa. Or, I'm sorry, Fatima Fareed, Fareed Mursa. Um, and Unsheltered by Barbara Kingsolver. I hope I pronounced the author of a place for us name correctly i'm sorry if i didn't because i love her um okay a place for us was my favorite book of 2018 which now feels so far away i, I think well I was, <laughs> I was gonna say if if i had just had to i've heard you talk about that book so much yeah i know i think i read um, parts of it out loud to you yeah and, and and that's that's the case with a lot of these to okay. be honest but that one you know i heard a lot so that was it. my favorite book of 2018 by far like by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Now, I really liked Unsheltered mm-hmm. by Barbara Kingsolver. I thought I think it's a um, a book of our time. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very, very much in current events. Mm-hmm. Feels like it's affected by our current uh, political atmosphere, our current culture, current climate. And yet, I'm thinking about customer reactions to that book. I really like that book. So many people, um, fellow readers, either loved that book or thought it was too slow. It was like mm. one or the other. Okay. Um, and if it's between Unsheltered or A Place for Us, and I think Olivia did a good job with this pairing because they're both family stories at mm-hmm. their core. They're both um, narratively driven versus character. I mean, sorry. They're both character driven versus plot driven versus narratively driven. Um, so I think these are paired correctly. But to me... A place for us is just leaps and bounds above the rest. I, I think that's fair. Okay. I think that's fair. So I'm, l- listen for my sound effect. I wonder if they can hear. Do you think they can hear? Oh, the introvert. <laughs> Do you think, introvert. <laughs> Do you think they can hear so, that? No, you need a real sound. <laughs> okay, or, or, good. Or, that was good. Here we go. Okay. 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 Good. Use that every time. All right. Um, place for us advances. Okay. Next up, we're just con- going to continue to go yep. down and then we're going to do pairing. Sounds okay. Good. So the dreamers. Mm-hmm. Which kind of other, it's not even otherworldly, but almost like yeah. semi-post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. You've got these college students. You would really like this book. You, I wish I, you would listen I to this. I remember you telling me about this. Um, versus My Sister the Serial Killer, mm-hmm. which I don't know why I laugh. Because that book was so campy and fun, but also a really good look at uh, sister relationships. Very clever. Really well written. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm gonna have to to interject, okay, and go down a rabbit trail. Oh no! Oh, I I, I was just I just said that to to make you wince, but rabbit uh, trails are my least. Favorite. But but I really do need to tell something that our our listeners might uh, appreciate. Okay. That your listeners might appreciate, and that is is that uh, Annie has a different book on her nightstand every couple of days because she'll read it and she'll finish it and then she'll get another one. And I only keep one on my nightstand now. That's right. It's a that, good decision. No, that's what I mean. You yeah. only have one at a time, but every yeah. couple of days you you finish and you go to the next one. So I'll come in from work and I'll see the title and, you know, something like My Sister the Serial <laughs> Killer, I'll, I'll say, My Sister the Serial Killer. Because, cause, and what that <laughs> means is, what that means is I'm asking... 
is it a scary book? Yeah, that's like, his way like, of asking, is it as scary as the title sounds? Yeah, like if a movie were to come out about it, would that be the dub over? Like, Nurses to the Serial Killer. <laughs> but then sometimes I'll come in and I'll be like, please for us. <laughs> or like, where are the crawdads You're going to make it sound so weird. People. Well, well, I'm not making you sound weird. You just married a weirdo. I married you, though. I know that. I know, that. I know you hate that. But are you, I know that you hate. I don't. I hate that I married you. Right, right. I know that you, I know that you hate thinking that you, like, Jordan's if you marry not a stupid even on person, cold medicine right. right now. This is just all natural. Yeah, well, I'm, see, I'm a night owl, so. That's true. Uh, but anyway, so so I like the way my sister the serial killer sounds, but that's the rabbit trail, so now you explain. Okay, so, well, thank you for mm-hmm. that. And oh, that is, welcome. And honestly, that is a funny aspect, is Jordan really will come in and, like, use, <laughs> I don't know what to, uh, else to call it, like a creepy devil voice, um, to, like, basically ask me, is this book scary? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I'll just keep repeating it. My Sister the Serial Killer is, I guess, at its core, suspense, but, it, you know, we open the book and we know, it, mm-hmm. it's in the title who the killer is. Um, okay, here's the thing. These are both really well written. They're kind of different... I think for, mm, they're both original. I was going to say for originality's sake, I had a gut impulse. Oh, do tell. Well, I mean, do you have a preference? I mean, as somebody who hasn't read either of these. Are we going to talk about my <laughs> lack of reading on every time? I feel like this is, so no, I was going to get your impression. I gave my funny story. Okay. So now, what's your serious take? Gosh, I, it's just, this one's really hard for me because these are both kind of outlier titles. Like they're both kind of quirky and mm. different. Um... I think I really want to advance my sister, the serial killer. I think that's fair. Even though I really love the dreamers and I even gave the dreamers out of the shelf subscription. People are going to be like, Annie, that's one of your top 10 of 2019. It is. But it is because this is, you know, Olivia compiled. That's right. She did a good job. You might not have heard that. Oh, I was going to, I was going to let you do the introvert and the extrovert sound effect. Oh, here, here's the introvert. Okay. Nobody heard that. Was that enough sensory experience? (laughs) It was if you're an introvert. Okay. Okay. Next, we have the Battle of the Memoirs. Yeah, this is a good this is a good matchup. It is Becoming by Michelle Obama versus Educated by Tara Westover. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm 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 extremely torn because I homeschooled. On the I, one hand, I love how you say homeschool. You put the emphasis on an interesting syllable. I, say it again. I homeschool Ed, <laughs> and but then at the same time. If I heard an excerpt of Becoming once, I heard it a thousand times. <laughs> I and, did read and, that aloud a lot. And in fairness, they were all good. They were all really they good. They were all excellent. And I will say, I will say, I don't think it matters what your pro- political persuasion is. I know that Michelle Obama, for some people, is a controversial figure. Some people in love her. In our part of the world, probably. Uh yeah. Maybe other places I think, too. I, but I, I think I think she's controversial to some people. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is if if you're one of those people who is listening to this That's and true. thinking, uh, I I really don't like what she stands for or her political party or some of the things she emphasized. That has nothing to do with whether you will like this book. This is That's a book true. about the presidency. Uh, for some strange reason, we Americans. I don't even think it's about the presidency. To be honest, that, that, barely, that's true. Barely, I mean, probably the last like quarter of the book is about um, Barack Obama's presidency. But it's really the title is so great. It's really about her becoming who she is. Right, and 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 what I what I was gonna say though is that like okay, when we look at England, we look at the royal family. We for some reason in the United States have eschewed. Everything royal, 
But the closest that we get to that is the presidency, maybe to a lesser extent, some other offices. And it's fascinating how she went from where she went to the White House. Yeah, from the and I think that's what's my one of the things my dad thought after he read it was, you know, we we had had these families, mm-hmm. uh, like political dynasties, mm-hmm. like the Clintons Absolutely. or and the Clint. Yeah, I guess the, the Roosevelts, Clintons, the, the Roosevelts, Kennedys. the Bushes. Yeah. Um, and then and Michelle even talks about it in the book. I can I call her Michelle? I feel like I can. Sure. She would. I think she and I would really get along. Oh, with the that. Adamses. Don't want to leave them out. The oh, first the original dynasty. Yeah, yeah. dynasty. I'm sorry, Mr. Adams. Um, but anyway, I I think she references the fact that she didn't come from that right. background. Neither did he. Right. Um, and they found themselves mm-hmm. um, in the White House. I think I I think educated is worth the hype. It's one of those books that I think some people maybe think, oh, is this over overdone? And I don't believe that it is. But I will say, I think I. I'm going to advance becoming yeah, because for me, becoming could have gone so poorly. And what I mean is it could have been another political memoir or just another yeah, celebrity memoir. Here's $20 million. Dollars, yeah. you've, earned, you've upped your stock. Now write a book. Yes. But it didn't feel that way at all. And so even though the Tara Westover story and writing is outstanding, there's something about the surprise kind of element of a m- memoir like, a first lady's memoir mm-hmm. being so outstanding. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move forward becoming. Well, I think I think she's legitimately a good writer or whoever wrote it is. Yeah, uh, I think she, I I want to believe that she certainly had a major hand in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to move on. Mm-hmm. Daisy Jones and the Six. Did I say in the I said in the Six in the intro, right? Or did I say in the Secret Six? I don't know what there's, you said in the I'm intro. I'm sorry. There's a book called George Washington. Go back and, and re-listen to <laughs> I'm so it. Sorry. To see if Annie was Daisy Jones and the Six versus Hey Ladies. <laughs> oh, Annie did a whole hair whoop. Yeah, thing. Hey Ladies. Um, what do you think? Okay, Daisy Jones is an oral history of a fictional rock band. Super original to me. And Hey Ladies in is, is an epistolary novel in emails, texts, etc. of this group of girls young women planning a bright, like basically getting ready for a friend's wedding. Well, on the one hand, it's hard to find something original in 2019 at all. <laughs> it is. Uh, that's why, that's why um, Daisy Jones was so outstanding to me. Part of the reason it was so outstanding. On the other hand, epistolary is a really great word. That I and learned. It, that you learned. And, you know, it's something that you might only know from... You know, learning the books of the Bible and learning that, you know, Paul's you, writings are the epistles. If you were homeschooled. Letters. <laughs> if you were homeschooled. Homeschooled. You say that unlike anyone else I've ever met. Um, look, this one's easy to me. I mean, it's a good matchup, but Daisy Jones by far. And I say that I have sung the praises of Hey Ladies until I'm blue in the face. I'm pretty sure that's why it's in the top 16 books we've sold so far in 2019 because I can't stop talking about this book. It's a fantastic gift for people getting married, for women who have to attend umpteenth shower <laughs> after umpteenth shower. But but Daisy Jones, I, I think, blows it out of the water. Damn it. All right. Girl, wash your face mm-hmm. versus life-changing magic of tidying up. I've got opinions. Yeah, let me hear your opinions. Well, I'm going to keep most of them to myself. But I'm going to say life-changing magic of tidying up. I will pick Marie Kondo over Rachel Hollis. Yeah, this. I'll tell you something. Um, and I don't, look, I don't even have really, I don't, I just, 
I just love Marie Kondo. I like her show. I like her principles. I will, full disclosure, I have not read Girl, Wash Your Face, and I have only read excerpts from Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. So I'm basically Jordan Jones. If you can, oh, you burnt. You burnt. You burnt. <laughs> we did not plan that. We said it at the same time. If you can watch Marie Kondo without feeling soothed, yeah, uh, then then you probably need to be on something that causes you to feel more soothed. <laughs> it's true. She does just have the most soothing presence. And if something doesn't give you joy, even if we're you, gonna put it away. <laughs> even if you don't. Um, even if you don't like turn it off and want to go declutter your whole house, because I think a lot of people do when they watch her. I think what I really left I it think feeling a lot of people that watch her already want to declutter their house. Well, yes, but I th- really finished it mostly feeling gratitude. Like mm. she makes you feel grateful mm-hmm. for what you have. Yeah, that's true. Um, and look, I have, like I said, I have not read Girl Wash Your Face, and I have friends who've read it and loved it. That is not my genre. Like it's just not. Um. That so that's not a book I'm gonna pick up on my own. Life changing magic of tidying up, I I appreciate and you know what else I appreciate what uh, that this book is a couple years old. Mm. It's it, it's a backlist title that's made its way onto our bestsellers. It's of almost magical. Yeah, so I'm going to eliminate girl wash your face. All right, so the team that advances is life changing magic of tidying up. See, no, that you can't do that. It's not scary, and nobody asks for that voice from you. That, well, that I know, but I just, some, I just offered it to the world. There are some things we can just keep to ourselves <laughs> that the world doesn't need to know. Okay, <clears throat> two more pairings, and okay. then we've got to move quickly. I think you're wrong, but mm. I'm listening. Versus the point of it all. Well, I already hear these two women's voices uh, throughout my house. <laughs> you do. In the morning. Well, before session started, I did. <laughs> now I don't. But um, I think that it's really important in 2019 for regardless of what political view we have to be able to talk about it rationally and reasonably admit when we're wrong um and so forth do it in a calm manner and i appreciate the fact that these ladies are bringing that to the table look i do too and i will say um we've seen i think it's interesting that in thomasville we get both Becoming by Michelle Obama and Point of It All by Charles Krauthammer. Like, I kind of Mm -hmm. like that Thomasville has, there are two sides. Like, there Mm -hmm. are um, two sides of these conversations. Also, I like that Thomasville is reading pretty nuanced voices Mm -hmm. um, because Michelle Obama, while perhaps from the left, and Charles Krauthammer, while from the right, are both fairly... Reasonable. Yeah, reasonable voices of those movements. And so I... Good job, Thomasville. Um, But I'm going to have to move forward. I think you're wrong by listening just because... Those the lessons in that book go beyond politics and political discourse and go into the discourse of our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say, I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. I thought at first when you said that, I thought you were saying that you thought I was wrong and that you oh, were so going to advance the other book. But then I realized <laughs> you thought I was right, which is what I love to be told. So it is true. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. last one. Inheritance by Danny Shapiro versus The Library Book. Um, both of these are nonfiction titles. The Inheritance is another memoir on the list. Here's why, Jordan Jones, I think you would be interested in this. Because mm, sell me. Danny Shapiro is a famous author, writer. I really like um, her writing style. I've appreciated some of her other works. This is her memoir about um, essentially taking a DNA test like you took, mm-hmm. like um, 23andMe or mm-hmm. Ancestry.com kind of thing, and discovering her 
birth parents, even though her birth parents did not want to be discovered. Mm. And I have not read this yet, mostly because we cannot keep it in stock. Mm. And I have been unable to steal a copy from the bookshelf. Wow. Borrow, everybody. Borrow. Wow. Um, borrow a copy from the bookshelf. And um, I think, it. yes, it's a memoir, obviously, about her personal experience, but I think it's also... Uh, perhaps a testament to what type of ethical conversations we're going to have to start having as yes. technology increases. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's Inheritance. And then the library book is about the, um, it's a true story about the burning of, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. San Francisco library. Now I'm, now I'm blanking guys. It's 10 o'clock. Uh, a big Fr- city library. <laughs> this is how you do See when you're this an attorney. This is why you listen to a book podcast. Yeah, so you can hear me. Just wax philosophical Look, nonsensically when, about a book description. When you have some idea of what you're talking about, just go one step vaguer. <laughs> it's a big city, you know, books get burned. I have heard that this book is outstanding. I have, again, this is one of those pairings, one of the few pairings I've not read. Um, but we get customer feedback on both of these titles, so it's not surprising to me that they're in our bestseller list. Um, I have a gut impulse. Do mm-hmm. you? I think your gut impulse is inheritance. It is. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now, lightning round-ish. Lightning round-ish. Okay. Now we've got The Current. Mm-hmm. This is The Elite Eight. By Tim Johnson. Um, Tim Johnson. Do I keep saying Johnston? Johnson. Um, the Current, which is a thriller suspense but i'm gonna put it in the literary suspense category versus a place for us dysfunctional family story but far more than that this is what happens you know what i have filled in here is uh crawdads so this is what happens on your march madness bracket when your first you know a pick that you have going a long way gets upset in the first round so so my next pick is wrong so you're gonna have to well i love the current but a place for us i think just still to me is one of my favorite i think it's gonna be in like my favorite books of of the past five years okay so it advances to the final four okay the first team to punch its ticket to the final four to to thomasville (laughs) for the final four is a place for us okay then we've got my sister the serial killer versus becoming I mean, that's a no you know brainer. what I think. You think becoming. Yes. So do I. Okay. Becoming. It would have been funny if I had just said, you know what I think, and then I just agreed with you. But no, I really was thinking becoming. Daisy Jones and the Six versus Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Easy. I think life-changing. Really? Yeah. You think Life-Changing Magic of Tidying yeah. Up? No I, I, way. I, I, I see the way you watch Marie Kondo on TV. <laughs> With awe and respect and reverence. I do really respect her. No, it's Daisy Jones. Okay. I think. I, but here's why. Life-changing magic of tidying up. It's the very same reason it won the last round. It won the last round because it was a backlist title out of nowhere. Mm. Now it's a backlist title. It doesn't belong on this list anymore. It doesn't belong okay. in the Okay. All right. So it's... Daisy Jones. It can say it advanced to the Elite Eight. That's right. And, it went and, home and, and good happy. job. Yeah. And you can be happy with that. What happens when a 12 seed? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think you're wrong but I'm listening yeah versus inheritance oh this is so hard this is really hard Kentucky versus Kansas oh that's true those women are from Kentucky exactly um here's the thing is inheritance based in Kansas I don't think so (laughs) I don't um I I think you're wrong but I'm listening both of them deal with dilemmas of our time 
But the book I want to put in people's hands, the book I want to mail my mm-hmm. senator is I think you're wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm listening. I wish you could see how passionately Annie is <laughs> grasping her pen. She is genuinely... I don't think people know. Authentically this, <laughs> passionate about this. This is not a visual podcast, but I do... I'm a hand talker. Yeah. Big well, time. Well, and very much... You, you can see her expressions. Hand. Okay. Yeah. We've okay, got a final four. Final four. Here we go. A place for us. It's a basic baby. If you don't know what that is, <laughs> turn on the TV. They'll be watching basketball and they'll be like, is that Jordan Jones? Yes, it is. No. I am Dick Vitale. Um, okay. Play- I hope there are some people that understood that reference. I hope that I sounded like him. <laughs> you I don't did. know that I did. No, I think okay. you did. All right. It was just a burst. No, you did. That okay. was good. A place for us versus <laughs> becoming. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I, I mean, I have an opinion about this. What's your opinion? Well, my opinion is becoming. But you, you raved about place for us. But this is what happens. You know what? This is what happens. All four are legitimate. They've all won two rounds. They've all done a, I think, I think you're right. I really do. I think A Place for Us is a beautiful work of fiction that I, I think I will love for years to come. But becoming, there is something, again, perhaps it's the surprise of it, that it, um, and I'm not surprised that Michelle Obama could write a beautiful book. I'm surprised that it could have been, perhaps in the hands of someone else, another, just another memoir. Mm-hmm. Like another political... Right. A waste. Yeah. And I love political memoirs. Like way yes, more... You do. Way more than most yes, people. Uh, I'm going to say Becoming. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Wow. Advances to the final... Michelle! Round. I bet Michelle... I know Michelle's a fan of March Madness. Okay. Daisy Jones... I don't really know that, I, but I think... Well, her husband Her is. husband is. We know that. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six versus I Think You're Wrong, But I'm Listening. I think I know what you're going to advance, and I think... Well... What do you think? I'm going to I think advance. you're going to advance Daisy Jones. I am. Uh, I think partly because you think it's better, and partly because there's a nagging feeling in the back of your brain that you can't advance... Uh, two books about real-life females that have to do with politics. Uh, it has nothing to do with them being females, sir. And it has everything to do with, I think a fiction needs to advance to the final two. I yeah, don't yeah, want to have two nonfiction. You want diversity. Yeah. yeah. I, I want a fiction and a nonfiction going head-to-head. That's fair. Okay, so Daisy Jones All right, and the final, six. Final round. Thomasville, Georgia at Thomasville High School Grand Arena. <laughs> sponsored by TNB and the bookshop. That was Don't, a shout out. I was about to say. That was that free, was free for TNB. for Sterling Ivy. That was right. free. Okay, so I don't even know if Sterling listens to this podcast anymore. Okay. Will now. Okay, Becoming by Michelle Obama. I, I'm afraid Chris is going to get mad because you can hear my spiral notebook in the mic. Um... Becoming by Michelle Obama versus Daisy Jones and the Six. It depends on what you want. Do you want an underdog or do you want... What do you think is the underdog? I think Daisy Jones is the underdog. Okay. You think Becoming is like a one seed that advanced to the final game? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want here? Do you want an underdog or do you want like North Carolina? I mean, they could tie. No way. That was a joke. (laughs) No, but I was, we that was a test. We don't do ties in the, in the Jones household. Just in case you're wondering, there's <laughs> overtime. So a basketball game cannot end in a tie. All right. All right, I'm going to count to three, and we're both going to name our choice. Okay. One, two, three. Becoming. Becoming. Okay, good job. <laughs> Did you know? I mean, no. 
Do we have ESP? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. I just, it's so good, mm-hmm. you guys. It's so good. Um, yeah, it, it's it's legitimately good it's from like, the excerpts that I was read. <laughs> out loud every day. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, I feel like I read that book, even though I didn't. <laughs> you should listen to the audiobook. She narrates it. And I listened to an excerpt in another podcast I was listening to the other day. And I was almost like, I'm going to reread this, but in audiobook format, just so I can have Michelle Obama talking to me. Um, here is the good news for listeners. If you were listening to this and you were annoyed from the very beginning because Where the Crawdads Sing didn't even make it through the first oh, round. I thought you were going to say because Jordan was oh, here. no. I love having you here. <laughs> you were annoyed. Um, if you were annoyed from the beginning because your pick didn't make it, we are going to begin doing a series of Instagram stories. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out. So not only were we inspired years ago by the real March Madness basketball version, um, and out of print books and their book bracket. Um, but this year I think I saw, um, my online friend, Aaron.Smith. Um, I'll make sure Chris tags her in the show notes, but she, she always says he's really, you would like them. These Instagram stories where you vote and she just, she makes you choose like between this or that kind of thing. It's very fun. Um, but she does that on Instagram stories all the time, but she and a group of other bookstagrammers kind of have done some, I think if I'm not mistaken, children's books and kind of voting through uh, the, through the process, almost like an online virtual bracket. And I think that's really cute. Um, so I will make sure Chris tags them in the show notes, but we are going to do something similar where we're going to take this sweet 16 and Elon, our social media guru is going to on our Instagram stories, allow you the opportunity to vote for your favorite Mm. books. And we're going to see if the public, uh, so listeners, we're going to see if from the front porch listeners agree with the Jordan and Annie Jones take. Yes. And if you don't, whether you still advance the same teams to the final four, because you could still end up with the same champ. You could. But different early round picks. So I think this will be fun. So we will have our Sweet 16 posted to our Instagram stories, and we're kind of kind of going to kind of do this in line with the basketball tournament. Um, but if you also want to vote for other titles, then I would encourage you to follow Erin.Smith, and she will um, have information, I'm sure, on her Instagram stories. Um, I think I saw this something they started at the beginning of the month. So, um, okay, Jordan, thanks. Yeah, do I need to give some March Madness tips? Sure, you can give them, but make them quick. Okay, last year, an historic... An historical event happened. A 16 seed upset a number one seed for the first time. Never happened before. So it could happen again. I don't think it So will. pick all 16 seeds to advance this year. And then, and then when one of them does, say, I picked it. That's my advice. Is that your advice? That's my advice. That's terrible advice, you guys. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. My pleasure. of sin oh my god oh my god oh my god from the front porch is a production of the bookshelf it's produced by me annie jones and chris jensen and edited by chris jensen our music is provided by forlorn strangers their song is called bottom of the barrel and you can find more information at forlornstrangers.com this week on the bookshelf funny thing happened 
Um, we were listening to an author event. I don't even think I've told you this yet. And the author was from Albany, Georgia. Albany. <laughs> Albany. And he was talking about um, an Episcopal pianist, like who taught him piano lessons growing up, who also did music, did, I'm sorry, magic at the local Chinese restaurant during the week. And as he was talking about it, the people in the crowd, also from Albany, all at once, all of them said, Magic Bob. Like his name <laughs> is Magic Bob. <laughs> Wow. It was wow. Wow. It was so funny. That's amazing. Oh, it was so funny. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week.